There is nothing new in the world of sales, except for the history you do not know. Welcome to the Sales History Podcast, bringing the brilliant and sometimes strange minds, methods, and ideas from the sales profession's past with applications to today. Here is your host, best-selling author of The Transparency Sale and The Transparent Sales Leader, keynote speaker, trainer, and nerd, Todd Capone. Welcome back. It's season three. It's episode five. And today, I want to talk about the beginnings of sales management and sales leadership. We have talked about this idea of when did modern sales really begin? When did we move from the manufacturing rep type drummer or what was also called bagman of the 1800s and before into organizations that hired their own sales reps, trained their own sales reps, gave them dedicated territories, even began to pay them a salary instead of commission only, where all of that began. But what about sales management? Where did sales management as we know it come from today? And that's going to be the focus today. And the short answer is times like these. It's March of 2023 right now when I'm recording this and the economy is struggling. There's layoffs and really the importance of sales management is at a high when times get tough. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that because it really speaks to when sales management became a thing. But there's so many amazing lessons learned that we continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. There's some quotes in this episode that I think you're going to love that you might want to write down and go, ah, we got to learn these lessons and stop stepping on the same rake over and over again. Because here's the other thing. I asked, where did sales management as we know it today come from? And the answer is times like these. Well, where did aggressive make the number sales tactics come from? It's the same answer. It's times like these. And so right now we're in a period where there's lessons learned here that we need to take hold of and take heed of and invest in ourselves in. So let's dig in. So let's go back to the beginning of the 1900s. It was a period where we were in the beginnings of the progressive era of the Industrial Revolution. What that means is organizations, really their executives' core focus was almost solely on how to make things. The emphasis was on manufacturing first. So buying, financing, and building. Selling was often turned over to a minor official of limited authority and responsibility at the time. Now, as we start progressing through the early 1900s, selling, as we've talked about in other episodes, started to become worthy like and worth having a full-time supervisor. There's a book from 1930 called Sales Management by John G. Jones, and he talks through some of these things and said that most often, just like many in today's world, he says, quote, a sales manager was chosen from the ranks of the selling force on the sole basis of his success in selling goods. Does that sound familiar? Like that continued to be tradition all the way like through today, we continue to see it. He goes on to say, almost any vigorous and supremely confident traveling salesman would do. We hear this all the time today, don't we? Sales managers are often just top salespeople promoted, and that doesn't always equate to success. As a matter of fact, it rarely seems to, and they were talking about it 90 plus years ago. 
He goes on to say, quote, then, as always, the importance of sales management depended upon the importance of the field selling job. I'm going to say that one again because I want you to hear it. Then, as always, the importance of sales management depended upon the importance of the field selling job. In other words, when the economy is strong, sales management, I mean, really becomes less important. As the economy slows, the sales function becomes more important, and as does the sales manager. So we had economic swings taking place through the 1900s, but prior to 1907, most salespeople were selling in an environment they would call barehanded. Companies weren't yet thinking like NCR. There were some, but many were still using the drummers and the bagmen of old, and they weren't providing much assistance to those salespeople. I mean, they were supplying them with samples, sending them out on their own, and paying their commissions, and that was really the extent of sales management. But during that period of 1900 and 1907, the market was developing tremendously. The complexity and variety of what people wanted was going up. There were higher standards of living developing and greater purchasing power. So the demand for things was growing too. The electric power industry was rising. The internal combustion engine was becoming more broadly used and travel and transportation were quickening through the improvements of the transmission of power. Even the very rural areas of the country were now easily within reach too. And business communications grew, expanded into small towns and rural communities. Still, during that period, because there was so much growth and such a focus on manufacturing, sales management was haphazard or really hit and miss because field selling was generally smooth sailing. Now, starting in 1907 through about 1914, things got tougher. And it was for a good reason, but the country's industrial capacity was starting to catch up with market demand. Production increased more rapidly than the population. At the same time, companies had developed more advanced organizations. So even corporate efficiency was part of that increase. So you had production improvements, corporate efficiency improvements growing faster than the population. Scientific industrial management, and advanced engineering skills, and better equipment, all of that was adding to this optimization, catching and passing the corresponding buying power of those who could be sold to. So sales management found itself on the defensive. What was also happening is the duties of sales management suddenly multiplied. The concept of advertising was really taking on a new significance as a selling method. Specialized sales promotion was born and, quote, the infant was handed over to the sales manager to nourish and rear. And that infant, specialized sales promotion. Now, we go through that period until 1914 and then things start to take off again. From 1914 until World War I, things were growing very similar to how they were here from 2017 to 2020. It, was, it wasn't quite order taking, but Things were really, really strong. Selling was not that hard. It was essentially a seller's market. Goods were bought faster than they tumbled off factories' assembly lines. And the primary role for sales managers was to, quote, drowsily attempt to excuse delivery delays. That was it. We went to war. 
as did the rest of the world in World War One, and came out of it with another economic boom that looked very similar to the summer of 2020 through 2021, where the economy shuts down, just like World War One and COVID did, comes out of it, then there's a ton, like a sudden massive growth period. And then we had an inflation spike in the 1900s, followed by a stock market crash. We've experienced very similar here, inflation spike, and then the economy starts to slow. It was October of 1919 that that market crashed like it had never before. And what they called the long Arctic night of 1919 to 1921 set in. Companies were liquidating their inventories. Production came to almost a stop. And organizations were purging their entire sales teams. Sales management suddenly sprang to life once again. The sales managers, they were on the hook. All the pressure was on them to optimize their team's focus, the personnel, their talents, the tools they use, and really their overall mindset. Now, some back then did it right and focused on optimization. Some didn't, and the reputation of sales as a profession, in my opinion, began its own long Arctic night. There was a depression that took place following that stock market crash in October of 1919 that lasted through really the early period of 1921. When that came to a close, we began to see the first true signs of high pressure selling tactics and of, quote, generous and sometimes blatant advertising. Sales managers were beginning to hire again. They were buying advertising and, quote, cracking the whip as they demanded volume. So a couple of lessons here, and we tend to ignore it. That's been a constant theme as I talk you through these podcast episodes is there were lessons that were learned that were right in front of us, yet we ignore them, and then we go ahead and step on the same rake. This, from Jones's 1930 book, is a quote. Sales management has learned that rising sales curves are frequently deceptive. Too often they indicate nothing but profitless prosperity. Intensive and extensive sales efforts cost money, and any undue emphasis upon volume without regard for ascertaining sales possibilities usually means a frenzy of high-powered selling, which can only result in sales costs that mount sky high. That's 1930. Revenue at all costs wasn't a good idea back then. Who knew? But we keep doing it over and over again. Therein lies the challenge. Sales volume in the manufacturing world had to be grown and sustained consistently in order to obtain economies of scale for large-scale production. But the cost of selling, when they eat up those economies of scale, eventually come crashing down the entire operation. He goes on to say, quote, the problem of sales management at the moment is not the problem of taking orders or of making sales in large numbers at any cost. It is the problem of making sales in large volume at a low cost. It is the problem of eliminating waste and inefficiencies by systematic and scientific procedures. Old-fashioned and easygoing methods must be discarded along with high-powered and go-getting methods. That again, that's from 1930. But you could say that about today. Well, I've now read, I believe, 57 books from 1890 to 1930. 
There are piles of pieces of sales management theory and history sprinkled in those pages. I mean, this is just a start, but the lesson here is significant. As the economy stumbles along, and especially when it rises back up like it did in 1921, it's up to you, leaders, your importance and contribution to the success of your teams and organizations rely more on you now than during a market upswing. What path will you choose? Invest in yourself. Organizations, make sure you're investing in your leaders. That's where the economies come from. And I, uh, <clears throat> I happen to know somebody who can help. And a book that can help too called The Transparent Sales Leader, which can help you optimize. And really the concept here is when we were in that market boom, I saw this everywhere. Really leaders' primary responsibility was to grow the team. So recruiting was a massive issue and making sure that your team didn't leave. So building culture, another massive issue. And then it was deal management and forecasting. Today, there's really five core areas that you've got to balance out and be able to look at and see the holes before they form. Those five are the five F's of building revenue capacity. To A, make sure that your team is focused on the right opportunities at the right time, the right companies in the right places, the right individuals within those companies with the right prerequisites. Your second responsibility always and ongoing is to build and optimize the field organization that focuses on that focus the right people with the right experiences in the right places with the right tools and the right resources. Your third responsibility is to the fundamentals, to make sure your team is getting the right things right consistently, executing the buyer journey, the sales process. How are you prospecting, messaging, positioning, presenting, demoing, qualifying, negotiating, all the way to the handoffs once the deals are sold so that those customers stay, buy more, and advocate. Your fourth responsibility it's clearly to the forecast. You've got to be able to predict the future, but you also have to know the metrics and KPIs and how to use them properly. And then fifth, that could be the most important, is to fun. And when I say fun, I'm not talking about parties, cotton candy, and lollipops. I'm talking about it is on you to build a culture where your team shows up every day, stays, and wants to do their best. If you need any help in that area, again, you know where to reach me. I'm doing a lot of workshops for companies to help them optimize, especially in tough times. But either way, there's a book, The Transparent Sales Leader, out there that you can take a look at too. But I'm always here to help. And got a lot more coming. So please continue to tune in. Thanks for spending a few minutes again with me on another nerdy topic, the origins of modern sales leadership. And look forward to talking to you again next time. Thanks. Thanks.